Welcome to the Tea on Weddings, where we spill all the tea on weddings and wedding planning. Today, we're going to talk about finding your wedding venue. Hi, I am Emily Vasquez, host of the Tea on Weddings and owner of Mark and Emily Photography. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok at Mark and Emily Photography. Before we get started, this is just a reminder, don't forget to subscribe and follow so you don't miss an episode. All right, let's get into it. This is the first episode of season two. So, or well, I guess the first official real length one. (laughs) And we're going to be talking about finding your wedding venue. So I am obviously a wedding photographer. I am not a venue owner. But I not only planned my own wedding, which was in 2019, but I'm also a maid of honor going into for a wedding that is in 2023. And of course, as a wedding photographer, you know, I work with brides all the time and I have wedding planning friends. So I'm not a venue owner, but I know some venue owners and hopefully one of these days I can have a venue owner on here. If you're listening to this and you know a venue owner or own one that. Uh, and you would be interested in coming on here and talking about all the ins and outs of venues and what to look for and what not to look for, reach out, let me know. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk to you about it and share the knowledge that I do have with you guys. So (laughs) finding your venue is literally probably the biggest task that you have. And not only is it the biggest, but it is the first. So the very first thing you have to do after you get engaged is find your venue. That's literally what you have to do. <laughs> so it can it can be daunting and frustrating too. Now, first, I want to talk about how do you find your venue. I'm going to recommend using social media. I know that probably the first thing you're going to want to do is Google venues in your area, which is something you can definitely do utilize Google, see what you can find. But I know I can guarantee you there's going to be a lot of venues that are not going to be listed high up on Google. For whatever reason, they're not going to show up. Uh, so, and even they could even be really great venues and prominent venues, but for whatever reason, they're just not going to show up high on the rankings in Google. So I recommend using social media, utilizing Facebook specifically, go in, find some Facebook groups, wedding planning Facebook groups. In our area, we're in DFW, there's actually a venue Facebook group for DFW venues. I don't remember what it's called, but wherever your area is, there might be one near where you are. And there's tons of venue owners in those groups and tons of people that can recommend venues that they know of, post in there, post in the wedding planning groups that you're looking for a venue, post your qualifications. You know, if you have a certain budget you're looking to stand or if you want a certain style of venue, post that in there. And I guarantee you're going to have people commenting tons of different venue options for you. Um, I personally know that there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of venues in the DFW area, probably more like thousands, (laughs) and you're not going to find them all on Google, or at least 
just by doing a Google search. Now, you're not going to find them all by doing a Facebook post either, and you probably don't want to. You don't want to have to search through thousands, but that's why I would say post, you know, your criteria that you're looking for and see what you come up with, see what you find, and then tour the ones you like best. I also would recommend creating some kind of like Excel sheet probably is what you're going to want to do, list of the different venues that you like. If they have a starting price or price range, put that in the Excel sheet and then put if you visited it yet or not, if you've reached out to them yet or not, like have a column for each of these things by each of the venue. Um, and then a notes section. So if you have visited it, write notes about what it was like, you know, certain things like, oh, it was the one with the red rug in the foyer or, you know, I don't know. It was the one with the beautiful chandelier that you noticed. Keys like that that will help you remember which vendor is which because it can get confusing which vendor is which. I know from personal experience when we were shopping for our venue, I kind of got confused. I was like, wait, which one was that? What one is that? So definitely keep an Excel sheet or some kind of binder or something with notes and keeping track of which venues you like best and which you have visited versus not visited and which one, you know, the pricing of all of them and all that. Keep that organized so that you can create an educated decision. But yeah, that's it. It's the, it's the first thing you have to do and it's probably the most important or maybe not the most important but it's, it's one of the most important and it's a huge, huge deal. So on top of all that, I would also recommend when looking for your venue, don't go alone. Just don't go alone. You're going to want opinions. You're going to not just want opinions, but someone to bounce ideas off of and concerns. Like if you, you really love the ceremony area, but the reception area just doesn't look big enough to host all your guests you might be blinded because you just love the ceremony area so much. And you might not even be thinking about the reception area because you just love the ceremony area so much. And you've got so much going on in your mind. You can literally overthink little things like that, that end up being big things, but you don't really realize it in the moment. So having at least one person, or if not two people with you, typically, of course, your fiance, I would recommend being with you. And if not your fiance, you know, your mom, your dad, your mom, your mother-in-law, you know, your maid of honor and your mom or, you know, whoever, I would recommend at least two people going with you to these venue visits so that they can kind of help you recognize things that might not work or might work with the venue. Because if you're blinded and you're like, oh, I love that ceremony space. This is perfect. This is what I want. But you're, the reception space not big enough. You have someone there to say, well, what about this? You know, you have some other people there to be like, well, Hmm, you know, think things through with you and who know what you want, what you're looking for with your wedding day and can just give you feedback. I think that's really important when booking your venue because you don't want to end up with one that can't accommodate everything that you want. It's also important with um, questions you ask your venue. You know, if you don't go with a list of questions, Well, first of all, I would just recommend going with a list of questions. If you're going to visit these venues, make sure you have questions to ask. Some of these common questions, which, well, I'll just share my questions that I ask every venue. First of all, can we have real candles? 
that was my number one priority because I personally really wanted real candles. So I asked every venue, can we have real candles? And if they said no, that was a deal breaker. I was not going to book that venue. So think of anything like that, that would be a deal breaker for you. If you can't you know, so ask about the exit. Some venues don't let you have certain things. Like some don't let you have um, rice. Some don't let you have sparklers. So you need to ask those things. If you really want to throw or do sparklers, but they won't let you because they don't allow any kind of fire, including candles, then that's a problem and you need to think about another venue. So first you need a creative list of those like non-negotiable things. And even just in an email, when you first inquire with the venue, go ahead and ask those preliminary questions. You don't have to waste time going to visit a venue that won't let you have candles, you know? Uh, What are some other examples? So those I asked, can we do candles? Can we do sparklers? Obviously, the the count, like how many people can be seated in the venue, because if I couldn't have my full guest list seated, I didn't want to do it. Uh, My venue was like, well, you can also seat some outside if you invite more. I was like, I'm not going to seat people inside and outside. That was just me. You can do whatever you want. So just think of all those things, you know, and make a list of things that are important to you in your venue and things that aren't. Also, another big thing is vendors. So some venues won't allow outside vendors, specifically catering. I personally, in this area, have never come across a venue who won't allow outside vendors, as in like vendors such as photographers, DJ, videographers, florists, things like that. But I have come across several venues that don't allow outside catering because they only allow their in-house catering. So check into that. A lot of the time that catering that those venues offer is phenomenal, but it's also typically in my experience more expensive than hiring out your own. Now, not always, not as like a rule, but that's in my experience, that's what I've seen mostly is that the in-house catering ends up actually being a lot more. But if you love the venue and it's in your budget, do that. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Um, And it's typically really great catering, typically. Um, Again, I can't say that as a rule, but usually it is good. And that kind of goes back to, you know, usually you get what you pay for. So if it costs a lot, there's probably a reason, but... Yeah, that's just something to think about because if you want to bring in your own catering, you need to make sure your vendor, your venue allows that, which tip usually they do when I say usually, but just not always. So just keep that in mind. Um, Sorry, I'm drinking some water here. All right. What else about finding your venue? You know what? is super interesting here where I am. (laughs) The most popular venue is a like barn style. Now keep in mind, I'm in Texas, so that makes sense, you know, but um, because that's the most popular, that is 
the most available, I feel like. When people build their venues, they're typically building a barn style, whether that be like a white barn or like a lodgy type barn style. I see a lot of barn styles. So what I'm saying this for is that if wherever you are, if there's a certain style that most people go with, likely you're going to have an easier time finding a venue that goes with that style. Like if you're in DFW, Texas, and you want a white barn wedding, that's going to be super easy to find and likely pretty easy to find with the date you want as well. But if you're going for like an Italian looking wedding, Italy, Tuscan vineyard themed wedding, and you're in DFW, Texas, there are only a handful of venues that are going to accommodate that style or be, you know, similar to that style. So just keep that in mind when you're looking. If you're in an area where, you know, the Italian type venue, vineyard venue is super in style and there's a lot of them in their area, then that's going to be easier for you to find. Um, So just keep in mind kind of what people do in your area and take that into consideration. Not that it should affect what you do, but just keep that in mind that if you do go with something that's uh, more in style in your area, it's going to be a lot easier and probably a lot not a lot, but probably cheaper because you're going to have more options to choose from. So it just kind of depends on what you're wanting. If you have a larger budget and you want to do something different than what everyone's doing in your area, do that. Um, But that's just something to kind of keep in mind. I hope that kind of made sense of what I was going with that, where I was going. Um, Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Another really important thing to keep in mind with venues, and this is a huge deal, is what they provide. This is a huge, huge deal, and I feel like so many brides overlook this because they're just looking at the space. But what the venue provides is a big, big deal because some venues will only provide chairs and tables. Some venues won't even provide that. And then you have some venues that are like, oh, yeah, we provide chairs, tables, tablecloths, uh, dishware, linens, um, like literally the whole thing, silverware, glassware, like, yeah, they'll provide all of it. And we ha- they have a full room of decor that you can pick and choose from and use if you want, all included with your venue price, which is amazing. And then some venues will have those add-on things, but you have to add them on for an extra price. So what they include is huge. Make sure you ask that because that's a big, big deal. It makes a huge difference. Like if two venues were the exact same price and one venue included like glassware and china for you to eat off of or just glass places, plates, you know, and glass drinkware that is huge and real silverware just those things alone just like the table setting is so huge that I would book that venue over the other immediately um even if the venue that includes all those things is a few hundred dollars more still go with that one because renting it 
is going to be a lot more um, to have to rent all those things. So that's a huge deal. So definitely look into what they include. And also make sure, not another reason to do this is to make sure that they do include chairs and tables. I personally have never come across a venue that doesn't include chairs and tables. That's like a wedding venue, designated wedding venue. They almost always do weddings and they don't include chairs and tables. That sounds nuts to me, but it can still happen. Uh, (laughs) So just make sure. And I actually have been to a venue that can accommodate probably a thousand people, but they only had chairs and tables for up to 160. So just keep that in mind. (laughs) Just make sure you ask, do you provide chairs and tables for how many? Uh, And then of course, if you care, some brides don't care, but if you care, I cared, ask if they are round or rectangular tables. And then also ask if they are rectangular, ask if they're wood or if they're the plastic ones. Because if they're the wood, you can get away with not doing tablecloths, depending on the look you're going for. But if they're Um, those plastic ones, of course, you're going to want to get tablecloths. So just make sure to ask that as well. Okay. What else? What else? We're good at 17 and a half minutes in now. And I've just been talking myself about venues. I hope this has been interesting. Mm. I feel like I never hear myself talk this much, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, Okay. I hope I'm not leaving anything out. Again, you know, I'm no expert on venues specifically, but I have my share of experience. So I definitely recommend, you know, asking friends, family members who have gotten married before. Again, utilizing social media, post on your Instagram, on your Facebook, ask people for advice if they have any to just help you along with the process. Um, Yeah, I think that's about it. I think I ran out of things to say about venues, but most importantly, pick the place you love. Um, Also, don't let your family determine where it is. Okay, that's another thing. Let me just talk on that for just a second. Like, if you have family in a certain area, but the venue you love is an hour away, Like, if you love it, it is ultimately your day, okay? (laughs) Some people may not agree with that, but it is. It's your day, and I think you should do what you want. So if you have a gorgeous venue right now that you're contemplating, but you've been like, man, I don't know. It's an hour away. My family's going to have to be driving so far. They can drive an hour for one day, all right? I am a photographer, and I drive up to two hours one way, all the time for my brides. Um, It's not a huge deal. It's not crazy. And yes, I know I'm getting paid, but they're your friends and family and you're getting married. They want, if they want to be there for it, they're going to be there. Don't let something like that deter you from getting your favorite venue. Same thing with like destination. You know, I know you have to consider realistically who's going to be able to come. If you do a destination wedding, Not everyone's going to be able to go and not everyone's going to be able to make it, but that's okay. If you're okay with that, do the destination. Don't let friends and family guilt you like, well, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to go if it's that. I'm not going to be able to. Well, that's okay. That's okay. 
You still know they love you and they would want to be there, but you ultimately wanted to do the destination and that's really okay. And if you feel like you have to, you can always do some kind of small dinner or reception at home back uh, wherever you are with those friends and family that can't make it. But just don't let other people determine the location of your wedding. You have to decide that for yourself, you and your fiance. So just wanted to say that note before we close out. Thank you so much for listening to the Tea on Weddings podcast. Again, if you haven't, subscribe so you can follow along and catch the next episode.